You're listening to the Known Legacy Podcast, brought to you by Known Legacy Ministries. For more info, go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under Known Legacy. Now here's your hosts, Bill and Travis. Dude, I was doing some Wikipedia research, which is always not good. <laughs> well, first off, yeah, yeah, there's a whole host that we can unpack there. Wikipedia <laughs> research. You know, the, the promise of Wikipedia was so beautiful. Like, you know, crowdsourcing and truth and everything else. And then yeah, you yeah. get into it and you're like going, mm, this is not correct It's at written all. by like Pete, eight years old. You know, and you're like, wait, time out here. Time out, Pete. <laughs> and they promise you, well, you can see all the changes. I'm like. No, they're idiots. You can't see the yeah. changes. Yeah. No, I was looking it up. Actually, I was doing more than Wikipedia research, but I, but I, I found this this good part on, on Wikipedia. But there's this lighthouse called the Bell Rock Lighthouse. It's off the coast of Angus, Scotland. My is lighthouse. That, is Scotland? Yeah. Is that a good accent? No, it's a horrible accent. And I would expect more from you being wow. a ginger, that you would be able to tap into your your you know old Scandinavian roots yeah. and be able to kill it. So let's try it again. Scotland. Put a whole sentence together, see if it works. I'm not from Scotland. Oh, uh, you know what? Pretty good, pretty good. All right, uh. so the Bell Rock Lighthouse. <laughs> no, that sounds really weird. Anyways, so so we'll move on. It's called the Bell Rock Lighthouse. So stupid. And it's in oh, Angus, Scotland. Welcome to Known Legacy. We're happy that you're still listening to us. Yeah, thanks. Hey, guys, welcome. Yeah, I'm Bill. <laughs> I'm Travis. And we are so glad you decided to join us today in our <laughs> stupidity and attempt. Uh, you know what I chalk it up to? Fall has sprung in Texas. Oh, I thought it was going to be a fake fall. And it's still like no, nothing, no temperatures in the 90s. It's oh, like it's 40 so nice. something today this morning. And it's fantastic. It's and sweatshirt so, weather. It is. And I've already started listening to uh, all of my Christmas stuff. And uh, it's, it was nice it's to walk in it. and hear, you know, Vince Garaldi trio being oh. played. And I was like, I just want to open gifts. Yeah. <laughs> and drink apple cider and eat apple cider donuts. Nice. People out there, just another call. Info at knownlegacy.org. Yeah. Be more than happy. To have you mail us some apple cider donuts, the sh- they, shameless plug, absolutely. Oh yeah, of course, apple cider donut day. So, but and if we if you give them if you send them to us, we will eat them on the air. So just so you know, <laughs> don't you worry, don't be afraid. We we will eat them. And I think we have perfected the the technique to reheat oh, day yes. old or three day old yes. apple cider donuts. And there's a way to do it mm-hmm. that's nearly as good as getting it fresh from the line. It is. at the orchard. Yeah. Do you want to share it? So what what we tend to do is put it in the microwave for about 10 this seconds. This is important, people, right. so this, listen up. This, this is why you turn into Known Legacy Correct. right here. Cooking with Known Legacy. Da, 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 da. <laughs> that was I'm the McDonald's it. theme. Know, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, you take the donut, throw it in the microwave for 10 seconds. That's it. If you put... But do one at a time. Don't don't mess with two and trying to do the equation and everything else. One donut at a time. Yeah. Throw it in. Then you have a bag of sugar cinnamon, and you take it and you put oh. it in the bag. And then you can – my technique is just try to cover that thing with as much sugar and cinnamon yeah. as possible. Bill's technique is what he affectionately calls the rolling donut technique. Yes. Which also sounds like something a police department would do. But anyways <laughs> – the rolling donut technique. And so you just get the cinnamon sugar on the outside, like the edge of the donut, like the tire tread. Oh, yes. So you create a tire tread of cinnamon and sugar on it's the apple. It's heavenly. It is. It is. If you do the rolling donut technique enough, you actually become a rolling donut. <laughs> With hence where my weight loss journey has begun again. So Yeah, I can't blame it on COVID anymore. I'm I, just gonna blame it. No, it's yeah, lack it's not of there discipline anymore. and desiring happiness in my life, so I eat. Eat eat donuts. Well mm. so anyways, going back to our, our research, the Bell Rock Lighthouse in Angus, Scotland is the oldest surviving sea washed lighthouse. I love it. It's built between eighteen oh seven and eighteen ten. But what caught me was that 
in the last 200 years, they have not had to redo any of the foundational work. It says the masonry work on which the lighthouse rests was constructed to such a high standard that it has not been replaced or adapted in 200 years. And so you're like, this thing gets blasted with with uh, water every day. I think, I don't even know if you can actually walk out to it. I think you have to take a boat out to it right. and be on it. But I love what it was saying that it's the oldest lighthouse, 200 years old, and it's never changed its foundation. And every day it gets beaten up by the waves. Right. And and the weather and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you talk about, you know, what what kind of, I don't know exactly what kind of weather Scotland has, but I'm guessing there's hurricanes. I'm guessing that there's there's massive kind of tsunami-ish type of storms, and this thing has not been beaten down yet. Nice. So I thought it was kind of neat because as we continue to, to, to talk here, um, you know, we're moving, I feel like we're moving out. Maybe I'm wrong to say that we're moving to a next chapter in our society. Mm. And, and, and when I see that, I see two sides of it. There's definitely an attack on the family that's consistent regardless because of our faith in Jesus and what we believe there's an attack as a follower of Christ, but there's also an attack in our family. The family unit is constantly on attack. Right. And, uh, and I was reading in Matthew seven and just kind of wanted to go through some of it, but I'll, I'll read it for you right now. It says, um, in verse uh, chapter seven, verse 24, it starts, it says, everyone who hears these words of mine. Now this is Jesus talking. That everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock and everyone who hears these words of mine and who does not er, and who does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that that house and it fell and great was the fall of it and I'm looking at this and I'm going we are at a moment in time where where the the fight is not going to stop and the attack's only going to get worse. Right. And the waves are going to get stronger. Right. Uh, because men and women of God are standing in the gap to say, I'm fighting for my family. I'm fighting for what's right. And so I wanted to kind of go back through what it's like to actually live on the rock. Right. You know, and, and I don't mean, you know, well, I don't want to smell what the rock's cooking. I mean, I want to, <laughs> but the actual rock of Jesus Christ. Well, and what I find intriguing is, is there's almost a promise in that text of saying the rain is going to come. And the storms are going to beat you. And I, and I think for me, it's it kind of flies in the face of what we have uh, unintentionally fallen into in the church in North America, that somehow as a follower of Christ, things will get easy or things will get comfortable or somehow, um, yeah. you know, the, 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 the comfortable pews with the cushions or the chairs and the AC and everything, that that's the normal. And the normal is the storm. Yes. Like the normal is the chaos. The normal is the persecution and that we have to be ready for that, not the, the, the comfort. Like the brief moments that we have of being, you know, comforted and cared for and that it, things are comfortable, man, yeah. enjoy it for all it's worth. But the, the, the norm is not that. The yeah. norm is, you know, the, the fact that our worldview is so contrary to the other worldview, yeah. you know, um, that it is going to get harder and harder. And we should rejoice in that because Christ has been honest with us from the beginning saying, it is hard to follow me. That's why I say, pick up your cross and follow me because yes. there is sacrifices and there is, um, you know, uh, slandering that will come to you because you hold to a different standard and a different expectation for your children or a different expectation for your family than what, what the society says. Yeah, you know, and to give clarity to what we, we, we talk about in Known Legacy, we use John ten ten a lot, that Christ came to give us an abundant life. But but with that is, is, is there could be a connotation that we mean an easy and super blessed financial life. 
And that's not what we're talking about. No, 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 we no. We are no, talking no, no, about, no. first thing, the, the idea that we're able to, to share hope with every generation that comes after us. We're able to impact them and say, God has called you to something different. But in the midst of that is not the idea of, dare I say, living our best life now, but truly living with a, with a purpose that is bigger than us in the story of God. And so with that, I, I want to make sure that we're clear that, that as we pursue what God's called us to, we are going to be persecuted for our faith. We are going to feel the, the, you know, the, the, the torment of the battle of the enemy because we battle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers of darkness. Right. And so in that, God has still called us in that to pursue something greater, to show the world that that is not our end calling is to be, be defeated by the enemy, but to, in the midst of it, to thrive in what he's called us to. Right. And, and so, so I guess that's the, the big challenge I have. And it goes back to the simple principles that we always talk about. And, and if you're new with us, because I know we get, we're getting a lot of new, new listeners to kind of share more of these filters of known legacy that we've talked about. And this is living on the rock, at least according to what I'm seeing in my life, the journey that we've been on, if you haven't, please go back to the beginning of our stuff and listen to some of our stories. Our stories are both on there, and we begin to share more of these ideas of, of, of who we are as children of God. And the first one came down to is, if we're living on the rock, we're believing that God's word is 100% true regardless. Right, right. And I think what that does for me is is it reminds me that um, in the midst of the, the chaos or the midst of the struggle or the midst of um, the uncertainty, that um, I have the ability to take my eyes off of the moment and look to the horizon. And it's when I can look to the horizon, when I can look what's still yet to come, um, that I can take hope and I can take courage to face what is in front of me right now. And I think taking your eyes off and, and looking at the horizon is so important. So, for instance... Um, uh, we're huge Packer fans in our family, and, and uh, living down south, we don't get the Packer games. We get the Dallas games. And I won't talk about the funny game that happened this past oh, weekend. Oh, gosh, it was, yeah. <laughs> um, but the Packers, so Sunday night the Packers played. Well, my boys, they're watching the game. They're all in, and we're coming into the third quarter, and it's past bedtime. So I'm like, boys, you got to go to bed. you got to go to bed. We'll watch it in the morning. We'll watch it yes tomorrow, whatever, but you got to go to bed. So they go to bed, and they wake up in the morning. The first question is, did we win? And I was like, yes, yes, we won. But they still wanted to watch it. Yeah. But what they watched it very different than I watched it because they knew the outcome. They knew the end. And so when all of a sudden, you know, fourth down came and it was fourth and one and they missed it. And, and they're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe we missed it. I was losing my mind. But they're like, hey, no big deal, because at the end of the day, we still know we win. And so they engaged in that tragedy. I'm going to say tragedy. I know that's a little hyperbole there for a a fourth down and not making it. That's um, okay. They were able to just slide through that because, like, it's no big deal because at the end of the day we know we win because they knew what the horizon held and they were able to look at the horizon. And that for us is, is one of the gifts of being built on the, the rock of Christ. Yes, yes. You know? And knowing that God's word is true and throughout God's word, he gives us glimpses and he reminds us and he keeps pulling our eyes up to the kingdom that he is going to usher in one day where there is no racism, where there is no injustice, where there are no more tears because that's the life that he's promised yes. for people who follow him when he ultimately returns. You know, and I, I, I think as I, as, I, as I hear you saying this, I keep thinking about the waves that crash onto these on under this example of being built on this rock and I'm going too many times do I look at the waves and go man these waves just keep coming <laughs> why can't I get over the waves right why am I exhausted from from the waves and that in itself is the battle it, it it's understanding that in the midst of this battle that they are 
not going to stop. And so taking a breath right now, if you're in your car, if you're listening to this, if you're at home, let's just take a breath and realize they are going to consistently come. And the cool thing is that is not your identity. Those waves will constantly hit you. The rock is our identity. The rock is what we put our hope in. And so, so even in this foundation, even in this, this lighthouse, it doesn't look at the next wave and go, oh, maybe this is the one. Oh, maybe this is the one. It's like, no, I got a good foundation. I'm good. Oh, this wave is huge. Oh, it's, oh, oh, that wasn't that bad. And even if the wave wipes me out or wipes my family out, the reality is because of Christ and what he's done for me in my life, the worst that the world can throw at me is nothing compared to the greatness that he's prepared for me. Correct. And so, you know, it's, it, truly, Jesus said, I go to, to prepare a place for you that you don't even know. And so this idea of this is not the end of our story. It's not our home. And with that, as we look at God's word and say, man, God's word is true. We come to believe and come to accept God's word is true. We can live on this rock. We can begin to seek the truth. And the next step of that truth is who is God? Right. And, and even though he is the creator of the waves, the, there is an enemy who has authored those waves to try and move the way that he's seeing fit to try and destroy us. Right. Because John 10 also says the thief comes to steal, kill, and, and destroy. destroy. And we, we need to remember this in the midst of the character of who God is. God, your word is true. And this is who you are. You talked about it before a long, long time ago. You, you had mentioned about your daughter, and, uh, and I know that she's older now. I think she's 16 now. But when she was not 16, and you had to pick her up in the middle of the night covered in her filth. Can you share that story yeah. one more time? <laughs> wow. That's an old one. Yeah, so she yes, was like is. 18 months old. It's and a pretty she was crappy story. It was a horrible story. <laughs> and uh, anyways, my wife and I decided to turn off the, uh, the baby monitor because we just desperately needed a good night's sleep. And we're like, what possibly could go wrong, right? And Nothing, so we turn off the monitor, we wake up in the morning, my oldest daughter comes in, she greets us, we go, my wife goes to brush her teeth, and I, I go to get my youngest, Molly at the time, uh, out of her crib, and uh, as I walk into the room, I hear the sobbing that is just so intense, and it's not like a sobbing like you would normally hear, like, I'm uncomfortable in my crib, or... It's like a cooing, right. it's like a... It, it, it was like a, a desperation in mm. it, and so immediately as I'm approaching the room, I'm realizing something's not right, mm. and as I open the door, I'm overwhelmed by the smell of what happened, and sometimes in the middle of the night she started she got sick multiple times from both ends and her entire crib <sighs> was covered in it her blanket that she that she used to bring comfort covered in everything in fact we had to throw away the bumpers we had to throw away the mattress covers and everything because it was just unsalvageable and she was just covered in her own filth mm. and i remember rushing in and immediately not being mad at her and not judging her but saying i need to rescue you yeah. and so i did what i could do as a father and i took her and I, I gave her a bath and just washed her from head to toe to get her clean and then begin to comfort her. Mm. And I think that is such a good illustration of kind of God's love for us. Yeah. When we find ourselves covered in our filth, he doesn't stand in judgment at a distance saying, ha, 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 you foolish human, you should know better. He, motivated by the love of a father, goes in and rescues, cleans you, and then comforts you as you start that healing process. Yeah, and so so we've got this part of God that said, I'm for you. But then also, there's also another part of God that says, I'm going to forgive you. Right. And and when even scriptures talks about that, that God's mercies are new every morning, that even in the midst of this, that those who decide to put their foundation on the Lord, they will not fail. And so as we put our hope into something bigger than us, and we say, God, I cannot do this on my own. We're not putting it in ourselves. Our foundation is not us. Our foundation is not our money. It's not even a relationship with our spouses or even our kids. It is God has called us to, to something bigger and better. And so, so 
I think the challenge that I have at this moment is is that we would that 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 we would say, God, I'm trusting in your word. And your word says that you are for me. And so, so, so if you're for me and you're willing to forgive me, I can move on in this journey and say, God, I can still live in this sitting on this rock. Right. And one thing I'd like to point out about the idea that God is for us, um, that is the best friend that you can possibly have, not the um, convenience friend that many of us have surrounded ourselves with that will tell us what we want to hear. The love of God compels him to be brutally honest with us yeah. in love, in grace, and gentleness. And his loyalty compels him to journey with us as he's brutally honest with us, saying, yeah. there's a hiccup, there's a glitch, there's a blind spot in your life that you wonder why it's continually spiraling out of control. Let me tell you, now are you willing to listen and allow me to bring healing, to be, bring comfort, and to, as, as uh, John 15 would say, prune that stuff out of your life. Mm. And so, so I love this. So, it's, so we have this thing that says God's word is true. God is for us. God's challenging us. He's growing us. He's using these waves to make us to make us more like Him, to remind us that it's not a, that it's not it's not about us. But then also at the same time, in His word, He's telling us this is who you are. So, so we begin to pursue and say, God, who am I according to your to your word? Fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm loved. I know we we've talked about this before, but in the midst of those waves crashing over and over, it's a reminder for us to go, God. This is who you've called me to be. I am yours. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm not my own. These waves are not against me. Right. It's, it, it, it's I'm part of the battle with you. I'm part of the battle in this journey. You know, like, like I'm seeing the battle right around me. Again, I'm not battling against flesh and blood. But God, I'm reminded that every time that these battles come, that this is your battle. Right. That you've already won, just like you said. Right. I love that, the game. That you've already won, won the victory and I can live knowing that you've called me fearfully and wonderfully made. Knowing right. that you've got a bigger purpose for me. That what you started, you're going to uh, complete. So the, the, all of that foundation is on the Word of God. And so I think one of the things that studies are showing over and over again is in our culture, we don't know the Word of God the way we should. Because too many of us have relied on other people to follow God, to understand the Word of God, and then we listen to them, and we kind of vicariously live our faith through them instead of doing the very gift that God's called us to, to say, no, I've given you the Word of God. You can read the Word of God. We're doing something interesting in our church right now. It's called the Psalm Challenge. I literally came up with it one morning. And basically, the Psalm Challenge is this. Um, Pick up your phone and simply say, Hey, Siri, how many days until Christmas? It's 87 days until then. 87 days till Christmas. So then you open up your Bible and you read Psalm 87. And it's a simple thing. And what I love about Psalms is it's these real people writing poetry, writing psalms, writing hymns that um, reflect their real situation in life and the relationship that they have with God. Mm. And it's not always pretty. It's not always candy canes and lollipops. Sometimes it's brutal. Sometimes it's people who are persecuted. And so they have honest conversations with God about the enemy that's pursuing them and is at the, the, the gates of their city. Um, but it's this wonderful, beautiful reflection, again, of real people in real life yeah. trying to follow and be, be led by this very real God that they knew as Yahweh and we know today as Jesus. Yeah. So I, I, at, at, as, as the heat gets, gets heavier on us, as, you know, as the heat gets hotter, and we have to begin to stand stronger for our faith and what we believe and who we are as, as husbands and, and, and wives and, you know, and, and, and parents, that, that this is almost a time now to reset on the rock. Right. And for us to say, God, the rock. Yes. And, and, and then you can truly smell what the rock's cooking at that moment because the rock is Jesus and he's cooking up something good for us. 
So there, I'll use that analogy there. <laughs> so, so, so today's unscripted moments by exactly Legacy. unscripted moments, <laughs> and today is it is an opportunity for us to reset on the rock for ourselves and for our family. It is now time. So like you said, eighty-seven days to Christmas. The year's almost over. Twenty twenty was a mess. But it's time to start over again. It's time to stand up both for what we believe in, for us to take the time to say, God, your word's true, and I'm going to run to it. I'm going to run to it for, for, for comfort, for, for truth, for my true identity. Yep. And as we, as we read this, as we jump into these Psalms a day, I love it, to say, God, what are you calling me to become? Am I becoming who you've designed me to become? Right. And those two questions as we read and dig through God's word is what we need to do to go, God, this is not just changes me. It changes my family and it changes everyone after me. Love it. So when, the, so when those storms come, so when those waves come, we are ready so that, so that God can use us to help others understand the same value in their lives. Final encouragement as we wrap up the conversation. Um, first and foremost, thanks, Bill, for bringing this forward. I think it's so huge and so important. Um, there's something about the foundation, the brotherhood, um, that when you go through storms, don't do it alone. You know, yeah. learn and invest in the relationship with our spouses when things are good and when things are comfortable so that when the storm comes, you guys are on the same page and you're moving and fighting the same battles. Yeah. Um, find and cultivate that brotherhood of believers, those guys that you hang out with for no reason. You think you might be wasting your time or you don't have time for it. That's the very thing and the very people you need to be hanging out with. Because when the storm comes and when things break crazy, you need a brotherhood that can support you, remind you and point you back to the cross of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys. Guys, you know, if this has blessed you at all, if these if these podcasts have blessed you, let us know. Info at, at knownlegacy.org. Leave us a review on iTunes or Google Play or Spotify. We're on Amazon Music. We're on a whole bunch of places. Leave us a review. Let us know. We subscribe to us. Subscribe. That always helps. Click that little subscribe button. Yep, absolutely. And and share this with your with, with your friends because we believe in what in, in, in what God is doing in your life. We believe that He has He has bigger things yet yet to come. We don't think this is this is the the uh, end for you. We believe that God has greater things. So if you're sitting there feeling, feeling like you're a failure, if the waves have hit you enough, you're not a failure anymore. God has not called you that at this moment. It's time to move forward. It's time to make a change. It's seek seek forgiveness, move forward from your sins, and pursue your family the way that, that Christ would desire you to. Absolutely. Guys, check us out on Instagram, uh, Known Legacy. Uh, Facebook, Known Legacy Ministries. You can check us out at www.knownlegacy.org. For questions, comments, or concerns, info at knownlegacy.org. Travis. It's a good day today, man. Thankful for, for, for your info. Thankful Aww, for what you're doing. Thanks. And uh, excited about those cider donuts that are coming our way. <laughs> Can't wait. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening to By Dads, For Dads on the Known Legacy podcast. Look for us on social media under Known Legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected. For booking or questions, email us at info at knownlegacy.org.